You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. You're listening to America's Web Radio. And now time for the Classic Car Show with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber. Good morning and welcome to America's Web Radio. And uh, we're going to get right into it. We're making a couple of changes here and uh, we'll be replacing our intro music before long. So I uh, just have to bear with us sort of. But we're going to talk about tours and uh, I'm going to turn the show over to Mr. Ronaldo and uh, let him introduce his guest and... Uh, We'll go from there. So hang on, and uh, we're glad to have you listening. And also a reminder that at 9 o'clock, we have the Auto Mall show on. So you'll want to listen to it with uh, Stuart Howden and uh, his crew from Pennsylvania. That's going to that's gonna be a definitely a fun show, and uh, we're looking forward to it. So with that being said, good morning, Steve. Good morning. How are you doing? I'm doing great, and how and are you Jack, doing? Jack, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Yeah, good. Anyway, this kind of a different kind of a show. Uh, Jim Weber quit. Uh, doesn't want to. He's he's back into his health stuff, doing all these these running races. The uh, so he's he, that's always on Saturday morning. So he he's not able to do the show uh, much anymore. So we have a new guy that's going to be taking his place, but bef- and his name is Jack Walters, and I think you're going to like Jack. He has a very interesting background in car stuff, uh, quite quite involved. But before we get uh, you get a chance to meet Jack, I'm going to talk about a few things that have been going on and are going on now and are coming up in the future. Uh, we got back from the the Glidden tour. We towed the Model A up to Saratoga Springs, New York. Uh, it was um, a little over 20 hours, one way, towing the big box with the Model A in it. And one of the interesting things is you can't find a motel. I'm dead serious. We tried and tried to find a motel uh, to spend the first night up around the Staunton, Virginia area. There's just nothing. They were packed solid. Matter of fact, <clears throat> Jeff Stum, who does the great race for Coker Tire, uh, said he tried and tried too, and he ended up going to a rest area and just clearing out the back seat and. Slept in the back seat. I, the hotels are all booked solid. I don't know what's going on, but they're you couldn't. So the second night, we got up to Oneonta, New York, which is about three hours, two three hours from Saratoga Springs, and the same thing. But we did find a hotel. Now listen to this, everybody. This is so weird. The uh, uh, there was a Holiday Inn Express in Oneonta. $279 a night. Ouch. Yeah, if you wanted a room. That, I, I don't know. I've never seen anything like it. And it was the same when we after uh, uh, coming home. Uh, so, so I was talking to a guy from AAA, and I'll talk about the Glidden Tour in just a minute, but he told me what to do. He said, you're towing a car trailer, 
And he said around noontime, if you stop for lunch or whatever, figure out you're doing 60 miles an hour. You want to stop at you want to stop at five. You're going to have to stop at least once more for gas because the Dodge. As soon as I hook the trailer up, it sounds like that, that little shop of horrors. Feed me, yeah. feed me. So anyway. Uh, so you're going to go maybe till 5 o'clock. We'll say 5 to 6 somewhere is your target. And at 60 miles an hour plus stopping, you're going to go somewhere between 200 and 250 miles. He said, get a road map out and look and see at about 200, 250 miles where some larger cities are. Hmm. And uh, by call and see if you can get a room because he, he said the same thing he said you know working for AAA you you uh, 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 we get this all the time there's just no hotel rooms people are, must be just driving all over I don't get it but they just they just must be so anyway something to think about everybody if you're going out on a road trip matter of fact uh, we're leaving tomorrow for Mount Airy North Carolina for the um AACA Divisional Tour, uh, which is all about uh, Andy Griffith. Hmm. Yeah, pretty cool. Uh, the whole show is, is for uh, the whole the whole tour is for cars seventy one and older because nineteen seventy one was the last Andy Griffith show. It's one of my wife's favorite shows. <laughs> yeah, well we're we're do, we're doing uh, uh, we're we're doing that 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 so it ought to be it ought to be kind of a, a, a fun event. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so we're driving the Thunderbird up to Mount Airy, North Carolina, and they have all of the the, the stuff there. You can go get one of those horrible. I did. I've been there once before. Horrible pork chop sandwiches ugh, that Barney Fife ate all the time. Oh. <laughs> uh, just uh, they have Wally's gas station where Gomer worked. Yeah, it, and Thelma Lou still lives there. She's still alive. She's two hundred and seventy four, mm-hmm. and still never had a last name. <laughs> <laughs> the whole time, so it ought to be kind of a ought to be ought to be kind of a fun tour. Anyway, back to the Glidden tour. Um, the Glidden tour is one of the most is. There's always sort of a little discussion, which is older, the Glidden tour or the Reliability tour. Matter of fact, f- from the tri- and it, it's owned by AAA. It goes back to 1904, 1903. <coughs> excuse me. And um, it was a guy's name. Glidden is not the paint Glidden. Everybody thinks it has something to do with the paint Glidden. And it's not. He was a financier, one of the first uh, automobile enthusiasts in the U.S. Of course, back then, cars were not for the everyday person. They were for the very, very wealthy people mm-hmm. had these things. And he, he got an idea to do this tour to prove to people that automobiles were reliable and usable and and a, and a realistic alternative to horse and buggies. So anyway, um, this went on for a long time, and back then, AAA, the same AAA that's in business today, had uh, uh, became the sponsor. And back then, and then later, when it came uh, to to they they restarted it again. Um, VMCCA, we've had them on. 
and and our 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 Ray was there, and um, and uh, um, they start they started it, and then it got to be it got bigger and bigger and bigger, and some of them have had well over five hundred cars. That's just over a thousand people yeah. on one tour that you have to move, feed, sleep, and entertain for a week. That's a lot, a lot of stuff. So they start splitting it with AACA. VMCCA does it one year. AACA does it uh, the following year. This year, the tour was in Saratoga Springs. And if you've never been there and you get up into the Adirondack Mountains, by all means, you should go there. It's an absolutely interesting place. It's the birthplace of horse racing. Um, and the, the the grounds were built by some very very wealthy families uh, that would bring their horses to the horse race thing, and it's just done absolutely a beautiful beautiful place uh, to to spend time. There were about a hundred and and seventy five cars total. Uh, and so you figure that there was probably a little over 400 people uh, moving about day to day to day to day to day. And in five days, we did stuff. We st- The host hotel was this real old hotel. I can't remember the name. But uh, uh, what was really cool, it ended up for Brenda and myself to have a really cool. We couldn't get a room. We didn't get a room. We didn't get a room. Didn't get a room. So about 4 o'clock, the desk clerk calls us over and said, look. We're sorry it took so long to get you a room, but we have six executive suites in the hotel. Because you're so late, we're going to give you one. So we had a, a bedroom, a living room, and you open this, the French doors and you go out to a, a screened-in sun porch. So we won that deal and oh, for the same rate as a little little hotel room. So that, that was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um we went to some pretty interesting uh, uh, places. One of the days we took a tour on Lake on Lake George on a big boat, uh, which is kind of fun. And Lake George, of course, was one of the original tourist destinations. And you, mm-hmm. you go along the shore and you see these old giant houses and hotels all along the shore. They're like just absolutely fabulous. Um, one of the more interesting parts about this tour was that there's a guy here, Jeff, who supplies movie cars. And listen to this, everybody. You think, you know, you think you're doing something pretty cool. He drove, a ni- he and his wife, Angie, drove a 1911 Thomas Flyer from Atlanta to Saratoga Springs, did a week-long tour, then drove the Thomas over to Buffalo where they were made and went to the Thomas archives and the Pierce Arrow archives and looked through all of the stuff, drove it over to Ohio where some of her relatives were, and then drove the Thomas Flyer back home. And there was a 1911 touring car. (coughs) Pretty cool. And he did win the Glidden Award. And he couldn't take it home, so I have it. I, I have his Glidden Award. I don't know where he is now with that Thomas. Who has any idea? But uh, imagine getting into this thing and just going, not even thinking about it, just going. If I remember, that car doesn't have side curtains or anything, right? It has side curtains. Oh, it does okay. yeah, and, and 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 but but still, it's a 
big open it is touring a big, car. Big, big <laughs> open touring car. Mm. So that's that's pretty impressive when somebody does something like mm. that. But that's the spirit of the Glidden tour mm. to prove that these cars were reliable. How old do cars have to be for the to be in the tour? Uh, anything anything earlier than than uh, pre World War Two. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so you see you see everything from. Uh, Little one and two cylinder cars, which is not really practical, to to big you know V sixteen Cadillac roadsters. So there's a whole gamut of cars in there uh, that that you can see all, all kinds of stuff. But it's probably the premier tour every year for the old car hobby. Uh, has a long long history, uh, and and. Uh, it's just a lot of fun, and, and uh, it's always done in a really kind of a cool, interesting place. Uh, and Saratoga Springs is definitely that. <laughs> so anyway, uh, and I'll tell you a couple of the other places we went and come back, and then I want to talk a little bit about Hershey, which is now. <laughs> and I don't know why I'm here other than I'm old and feeble and couldn't walk around the flea market. <laughs> anyway, we're ready to take a break. David? Hi. This is Rocky Blair, former four-time Super Bowl champion with the Pittsburgh Steelers and Vietnam veteran. As a board member, I'd like to talk to you about Warriors to Citizen, a nonprofit organization that helps American heroes, soldiers, police, fire, EMT, and their families recover from the psychological harm caused by career-induced stress. Over the last 20 years, broken relationships have been a major causal factor for the highest document divorce rate and resulting suicides in this population. This program, from Warriors to Citizen, is delivered free to families by professionals, all whom served in uniform and understand the needs to be addressed. I ask for your support. So please, go to our website, warriorstocitizen.org, and find out how you can help, either by making a donation or sharing this information with an American hero that you may know. And thank you. If you live to serve and want to make an even bigger difference, consider joining the U.S. Army. With training in fields like medical care, linguistics, and engineering, an Army career can amplify your efforts with humanitarian opportunities all over the world. Plus, you'll receive competitive pay and incredible benefits, so you'll be taken care of, too. Learn more at GoArmy.com. Hi, this is Steve Ronaldo, host of the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio. Uh... Just talking to you about anti-car insurance. I think that uh, if you're looking for the best coverage for your classic car, consider J.C. Taylor Insurance. They've been our my insurer for years in this hobby and have the top rating of every, all of the insurance companies in the hobby. When you get ready for insurance, call J.C. Taylor or visit jctaylor.com on the Internet. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And want to remind everybody, at 9 o'clock following this show is the Auto Mall from Pennsylvania. Morgantown, Pennsylvania, as a matter of fact. And um, we'll have Stuart Howden on and talking about the classic Auto Mall. It is going to be great. We'll... Actually, let's get back to Steve Ronaldo and the Glidden Tour and all the rest of the tours. All the rest of this stuff. Well, anyway, uh, why, and David said this over and over, he said every time you talk about doing anti-car touring, you really get excited about it. 
because you get to see things that you never would make the the effort to see. You just wouldn't. Even if you went to Saratoga Springs, you wouldn't make the effort to see these things. Uh, one of the coolest places we went was a place where they board old racehorses. Uh, they go there and live out their lives. That's what they do. Mm-hmm. And they have the most one of the most famous racehorses of all time. Oh, gosh. It, I, I want to say Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, but that's not it. It was uh, uh, born in 91. It has the worst horse racing record in history. It has a record of zero for 108 races. The <laughs> horse was very famous. Sometimes they, the, the lady, was when she was walking us around town, she said, there was a couple, three times where the horse wouldn't leave the gate. It, the, the, the bell came and the gate opened up and the horse sort of looked at the other guys. Where the hell are you people going? <laughs> I'm not bothering with this. <laughs> and they even had this, uh, they even had a, 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 they brought the horse to a major league ballpark to race one of the baseball players around the bases. Guess who won? Baseball player. Baseball player <laughs> couldn't, even, couldn't even beat the baseball player. So, like I said, you know, this is uh, uh, the tours are just so much fun. I, I know there's car show people, there's shiny car people, and then there's tour people, and a little dirt never hurt anything. But when you get on these tours, number one, you spend a whole week with people. And you have a lot of fun. You get to know people. I've, we have friends all over the world from doing these car tours. And and you get to see things uh, like this 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 horse, the, the, the losing his horse, but very most one of the most famous horses in horse racing. So those are the kind of things that you do. It's not all about going to somebody's car collection and look at that. But we did go to one guy's car collection, and this guy had probably being a sports car guy myself one of the nicest sports car collections I have ever seen he had a Cunningham oh wow yeah he had a D Jag he had a Jag SS he had one of the original GT40 Fords plus two of the new ones he probably had 75 cars in there all kinds almost all sports cars just absolutely fabulous, and it's not open to the public. You never would get to see these things unless you start to go on a tour. So anyway, you know, you don't have to have a show car to, to participate. You know, join either AACA, BMCCA, Model T, Model, any club you want. They all have national tours, and try it. If you do, you'll be hooked. I guarantee you, you'll be... I've never heard anybody say they've been on a week-long tour and didn't have a good time. And when we had... We have Ray uh, Maxfield on from VMCCA. He gets as excited about it as I do. So it's a lot of fun. But I'll tell you one little thing that happened. Uh, We all had breakfast in this big dining room in this old hotel. And uh, a friend of mine came in in the morning, and he said, Look at this. These are brand-new shoes. And the rubber sole and heel were coming off. And I said, hmm. I had one of my official brain farts, and I said, can I borrow that? He asked me, he says, what are you going to do with this? So I went up to where they make the announcements and and said, uh, have uh, 
uh, I, I need your attention for a minute. We have a guy. We have a person on tour who's having a a crisis, and I'd like everybody to have a moment of silence and prayer as this person is losing his soul. And I bent the soul back on the shoe. People either laugh, <laughs> booed, or threw stuff. I'd boo. <laughs> <laughs> and throw stuff. <laughs> and throw stuff. But anyway, yeah, the tours are just a blast, guys. I'm I'm dead serious. And like I said, you don't need a show car. You know, sure, there are cars like Jeff drove that car up there, that Thomas Flyer's probably a million and a half dollar car that he drove up there. There was a couple Duesenbergs, there's a couple of this kind of stuff. And then there's people in their ten thousand dollar their ten thousand dollar Model T having just as much fun as the other guys do. So anyway, uh, think about it, and you know, think of think about getting an old car and coming on tours. And you don't have they're not there's all kinds of them. They cover the range from usually 25 years old and older to going back to brassier cars, which is 15 and older. Uh, and they, if you're a hot rod guy, they have the power tours. Hot Rod Magazine sponsors the power tours for all of the street rod kind of cars. Mm-hmm. But it's a blast. It's just fun. I, I, to me, it's the most, the coolest part of the hobby. Anyway, <laughs> let's talk about Hershey. Hershey is right now. Uh, I've talked to a couple, three friends of mine up at Hershey. Uh, they said the weather was beautiful. Uh, it was it, it it was almost up to pre-COVID participants, both in vendors and and stuff. The car corral was packed, from what I understand. So uh, anyway, if uh, if you're by any chance up at Hershey, looking li- or listening to this, you know, have a great time. Today's the car show. There's well over a thousand cars in the car show, from what I understand. Um, so uh, um, this is the big daddy. Hershey Hershey is the big daddy of all car events in the United States. And I've never made it up to Hershey. You never made it. <laughs> so driven yeah. by it once driven when by it, I saw these car trailers getting off the expressway. We were on our way up to upstate New York to visit wife's family. I said, "Can we go?" And wife's was having none of it. <laughs> Not a thing. Well, yeah. he, you know. Uh, even Brenda likes going on because you know so many people. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's not so much about finding a Model T spark plug as it is seeing all the people and talking to people you haven't seen for a year. Mm-hmm. A lot of uh, my dad used to go. Some of his old buddies used to go way back yeah. in the the sixties, seventies, and eighties. Mm-hmm. And those guys, of course, are all all gone. Yeah. But uh, it's just the gathering of the antique car clans. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's it's really pretty cool, and it's always the first weekend after the first first, first full week. But next year, as Steve said when we uh, had him on, next year the the time is going to change, and it's going to be Monday through Friday instead of Tuesday through Saturday. Because hmm. uh, because Hers- Hershey wants to open Hershey Park later because the weather's been so nice. They want to keep their amusement park open, which is, makes mm-hmm. sense. Which which makes sense. But there's thousands of vendors, and God, who knows how many people. See, there's no way to know because there's no admission. Yeah. There's no way to know how many people are there. You really don't know. Have have any idea how many people are there? Back in the heyday, I heard a guy tell me one time uh, that they they estimate there was 
well oh, all these four or five days that there was well over a million people there um, so but, but guys a lot of guys come in they're looking for one particular thing and they know or they've made arrangements to pick up this thing from this guy who has a flea market spot up there mm-hmm. Uh, and and a lot of very famous. You always see like Wayne Carini is always walking around up there. Uh, Jay Leno is always there. Uh, Hera from Harris Casinos used to come all the time. And when he came across the street from Hershey, there was an active little General Aviation Airport, and he would fly in and and park his plane over there, and then they would set up, and he had a command center. And all of his employees would walk around with white coveralls on saying Hera's World on the back with walkie-talkies to keep track of the parts that they were looking for because he had a monumental collection. I remember when he died, they said he had 247 Model A's in his collection. (laughs) Huge! About a thousand cars was in I don't know. Well, yeah. Yeah. It really something. And now it's boiled down to the uh, big car museum in uh, Reno, Nevada, mm-hmm. and it, it's a pretty cool place. I just, you know, speaking of, that's where the the Thomas Flyer that went around the world lives yeah. in Reno, Nevada. Uh, mm-hmm. So, uh, but again, I know I keep on and on about this stuff, but I think if you do get an old car, it doesn't matter what kind of car, you know. Try the tour stuff sometime. I I think you'll get hooked like I have been for years and years and years. Uh, Jack, any questions? Um, what's the if you're going to Hershey for the first time? What 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 do you do? You know, I mean, uh, I'll tell you exactly what happens. I've had taken a lot of people. If remember Pete Olson? Yeah, he went with me one time. And I always stay up in Lingolstown, which is right off of 81, exit 72. You're one block over from th- 39, one exit over from 39, and 39 takes you right into the flea market. Mm-hmm. And there's this big hill that you you come over, and you can see a, probably a third, maybe close to a half of the flea market and almost everybody I've took including the mild-mannered Pete Olson looked out the front windshield of the car and goes holy shit (laughs) you can't believe it you cannot in all the years I've been there you can I've never been able to walk the flea market they say there's over 20 miles if you walked up and down each row there's Mm -hmm. over 20 miles of flea market rows there's well over a thousand cars in the car corral well over a thousand cars in the Saturday car show it's just it's just amazing you can't believe it unless you've been there is there any organization to the flea market at all some yes and some no uh, there tends to be an area where the brassier cars are, okay. but not all. Mm-hmm. There tends to be an area where the Cadillac cars are, but not all. There tends to be a, a, a section where the Packard cars are, but not all. You know, there are uh, Rolls Royce too. The, the 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 more specific cars that aren't huge, you know, huge numbers like Model A Fords are all over the place. Yeah, Model T Fords are all over the place. 
uh, and all of the clubs. One of the cool things is all of the clubs have have um, uh, tents there. Mm-hmm. Um, they're sort of bigger, you know, not a tent you'd think, but a, a, a big setup. And a lot of times they'll have speakers that'll come in and talk about, you know, how do you change a, a non-demountable tire on a on a brassier car, or stuff related to particular cars. So you can learn a lot too, as mm-hmm. you if if mm-hmm. you if you make around. and there's there's all it's all car stuff. There's nothing there that isn't car stuff. It's 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 hard to describe. It's just really really hard to describe. Uh, the bad there's a couple. There there the bad thing is hotel rates. Oh, I bet there are. Oh outrageous. yeah, yeah. The, <laughs> are there the, campgrounds? <laughs> yeah, there are campgrounds. Okay. Uh, there's one right across from the the uh, uh, flea market, but you can't. Get in there. They're 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 in the will. Oh yeah, yeah. They're in the will. <laughs> uh, but the Hershey region does provide a bus that travels around to some mm. of the hotels mm. and some of the campgrounds, so you don't have to worry about yeah. your car. Like I said, there's no admission. Yeah. There's plenty of stuff to eat from food trucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and <coughs> the funny thing was back in the old days when the Hershey candy factory was in operation. Um, and if the wind was blowing just right, the whole field smelled like chocolate. Smelled <laughs> like a Hershey kiss, and everybody would panic. And Hershey, of course, has their flea market spots where they sell all their candy. Everybody's like, "Ah, oh, give me one, give me a candy bar! Hurry, hurry!" They'd run over and you get get, get all of the, all of this kind of stuff. So, yeah, it was pretty cool. It it it's something that you you. Uh, um, Really, tr- if you're a car car guy, uh, that's got to be number one on your bucket list to go there just once. Just, just to, you, you won't believe it. It's hard to believe in the things you can find. Uh, the the one that always amazed me is there's a guy that comes with mascots. Mascots meaning hood ornaments. Yeah. Uh, for example, the Pierce Arrow guy. They had some that were solid silver. The bow and the arrow were solid gold, and it had either diamonds or rubies in in, in its eyes. And he has a, a tent, and he has an armed guard in there, because some of these things are worth oh, yeah. thousands yeah. and thousands of dollars. Anyway, I guess we're ready for another break. We come back, we're going to talk to Jack about stuff. Hi, this is Steve Ronaldo, host of the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio. Uh just talking to you about anti-car insurance. I think that uh, if you're looking for the best coverage for your classic car, consider J.C. Taylor Insurance. I've been our my insurer for years in this hobby and have the top rating of every, all of the insurance companies in the hobby. When you get ready for insurance, call J.C. Taylor or visit jctaylor.com on the Internet. My name is Kyle Hayes, a motorsports student at Alfred State College. Every year, Alfred State students compete in the Great Race, which is a cross-country time endurance rally for vintage vehicles. As you can imagine, it's pretty costly. I'm asking for your help. Your donation can make it possible for these students to live their passion and promote the vintage automobile industry. Please visit our site at give.alfredstate.edu and search Great Race to learn more and help us reach our goal. Thank you. You're listening to America's Web Radio Online. Thanks for tuning in. And one more reminder following this show is the Classic Auto Mall Show. 
right here exclusively on America's Web Radio. So now let's get back to uh, Steve Ronaldo. All right, something new we're going to do. As I mentioned to you, Jim Weber is back doing his exercise stuff. Silly person. And uh, we're bringing in another guy to sort of co-host this program. His name is Jack Walters. Walter. No uh, S. No S. No S. <laughs> just Jack Walter? Yeah. Just Jack Walter. Okay. I've known Jack for quite a while with the uh, uh, British car stuff. Uh, he has quite an extensive background in all sorts of cars, uh, primarily sports cars. And he's had some very interesting cars mm-hmm. that he's been involved in, in the restoration. So anyway, what I want to do is take some time and, and introduce mm. everybody to Jack, so that yeah, you'll now you have somebody that really knows stuff. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I just drive and have fun and go places and look at goofy racehorses. But anyway, mm. so let's start a little bit about just before we get into the the car stuff. You're background, education, stuff, your sort of history and why, you know, well, and stuff. I'm a third generation gearhead. Uh, my grandfather had race cars. Um, he had a Stutz Bearcat. Really? He had, a, he had a couple Miller race cars back in the 1930s. Uh, my dad's first car was a quarter midget race car with a Ford V860 motor in it. Cool. Um, uh, I grew up. If it had wheels and a motor, I liked it. If it's got a ball, not interested. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, and uh, I was an engineer at Lockheed for thirty-four years. Um, worked construction. Worked surveying. Had a you know had a lot of a lot of different jobs over the years. But the main thing was I was always. You know, always playing with cars and motorcycles uh, from when I could get my first set of wrenches in my hands. So, yeah. You uh, mentioned SAE. What is SAE? That's uh, a very prestigious organization. Uh, it's the Society of Automotive Engineers, and I was uh, chairman of the Atlanta section for a few years back in the 80s and 90s, um, uh, and I'm still, still a member of the organization. Uh, it's... Uh, it was a fun way to get meet a lot of very very interesting people and pocket uh, protector guys. It, no, we could, we had <laughs> car engineers, you know, <laughs> and uh, a good friend of mine uh, that I met at Georgia Tech uh, was uh, uh, he went to work for General Motors and he was a designer for Pontiac for for thirty something years. So uh, you know, uh, I've got, all my friends tend to be you know car guys. It's a uh, um, it's just the way way we are. Uh, that's how I met Steve. Uh, we, you know, I'm uh, I'm also heavily into Land Rovers. Uh, uh, you know, back in the '60s, our family we used to take the Ford station wagon and go for rides in the woods uh, up in North Georgia. And there always came a point where we had to the Ford wouldn't go any further back in the woods, or we'd, we were going to have to dig it out. So we'd have to turn around and. Uh, on one of the trips up there near the war in the war woman area we came out of the roads and went to this we always stopped at a dairy queen on the way home uh that was my sister's requirement uh but we're sitting there at the dairy queen in downtown clayton and this big square blue station wagon thingy comes pulling in 
And my little eleven-year-old self saw that car and, and fell in love. It was a Land Rover, and one of the big, big old square, big ones? old station wagon Land Rover. And and uh, I just thought it was the coolest car I'd ever seen in my short life, and I still feel that way today. So I am very heavy into Land Rovers. I've owned twenty of them over, really? over the last twenty. Twenty, really? That's pretty cool. <laughs> so, so uh, I've got one that I've bought in 1978 and it's got over 440,000 miles on it really uh, yeah how many times have it been rebuilt oh uh, once that's <laughs> it's not okay. bad it's that due for it. another one <laughs> that's not bad uh, but uh, yeah they say they aren't reliable but that one's been pretty reliable it's, uh, I would I would say so yeah, yeah 400,000 miles I would say that one would probably 400,000 slow miles it's a diesel <laughs> oh. But uh, it's it's a lot of fun. Uh, we we have events where we go off for a camping weekend and go for rides in the woods and and things like that. I'm doing one this coming next weekend. I'll be up in Yawari National Forest uh, with a, probably another 150 Land Rover nuts going around the uh, the Fort Trail system up there. But but I've also owned sports cars. Um, when I was 19 years old, I bought a Porsche 356 Carrera for $1,100. That was back in 1971. And uh, Corvairs, Porsches, Land Rovers, um, Alphas, um, even a 57 Cadillac at one time. So I've owned probably 95 cars over the last, you know, 40 years. Probably more than me now. Yeah. Well, probably more well, than me. A lot of them weren't particularly good cars uh, you know if you could get it cheap and it looked like fun uh, try it you know uh, and yeah do you have any background in racing we uh, a friend of mine ran an IMSA RS car and I was a crew member for him for a few couple years uh, back in the 70s uh, I, um, I I go to races whenever I get a chance but uh, uh so we we got to play an IMSA RS uh, series of what is, what is IMSA RS? I don't know. It's exactly. uh, racing sedans. It was uh, small uh, small cars. The uh, BMW uh, 2002 320i. The um, we had a Fiat 124 coupe. There were um, you know Datsun 510s, uh, uh, a lot of you know, Mazda RX3s. Uh, uh, we. I got to hang out with guys like Jim Downing and Walt Boren. Uh, those were all friends we made back during those days. Um, got to, it, 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 racing's a, a, a very nice uh, nice world to be in. It's a lot of really different. cool people. Yeah, well, I want to get to your, your, your tour of some of the places in, in, in Europe in a, in a minute. Anyway, you said you've had a lot of cars, and I know you've had a lot of cars. Mm-hmm. You've had a couple that are... are particularly interesting the one Porsche is the one that comes immediately first to mind yeah I I bought this car in 1971 it was a funny looking Porsche coupe had a weird nose on it and a few other features and it belonged to a friend of mine's older sister Um, and she knew I liked Porsches, and I went to I went over to visit them one day, and this weird-looking little Porsche was sitting in the driveway, and I must have walked around it three times before I went in, you know, went into the house, and Peggy was in there, and she said, 
Hey, Jack, you like Porsches. What do you think of my new car? And my first react words to her were, sell it to me. I want that car. And it took me about a year to talk her into selling me the car. But it turned out, and I didn't know what it was. It was just a funny-looking Porsche. And after I'd owned it for a couple of years, I found out that it was actually Dean Jeffries' custom Carrera that was built in George Barris' shop in 1957. It was owned by Dean Jeffries, who's one of the uh, top customizers in the custom car world. He built a, uh, the Manta Ray and um, uh, the Monkey Mobile. Everybody knows the oh, Monkey really? Mobile. And, but this was his personal car. And uh, it would have been on the cover of Rod and Custom Magazine, been in a bunch of car magazines back in the 50s and 60s. And um, I owned the car for 47 years. Um, we uh, did a full restoration on it. I actually had got to be friends with Dean Jeffries. And he was always, always asking me when he could have his car back. Uh, unfortunately, he passed away in 2013. Uh, but he he selected the paint for the car when we re, when we restored it, and uh, and taught me how to redo the dashboard. He had a special technique on the dash that he'd done with silver leaf to make it look like a turned aluminum dash. Uh, but oh, really? It was. Yeah, I, I went to when whenever Lockheed would send me out to California for a, a you know on some F-22 business. First stop when I got off the airplane would be Dean Jeffrey's shop. So I'd go and hang around, hang around at his shop on Cahuenga Boulevard for an hour or so, and and uh, talk to him and look at all the neat toys he had in his shop. Um, I, I got to meet some really interesting people through that car. And Did you meet Barris or Big Daddy? Yeah, Ed Roth I, I met days? I met George Barris a couple times, uh, and uh, he was a character. Uh, uh, somebody always. Uh, said if you want george is not particularly tall man but uh somebody told me if you want to find george barris in a crowded room look for the tallest blonde with the biggest boobs on her and george barris would be standing right next to her <laughs> well, <laughs> and that was a true statement nothing wrong with that you know i can't find any fault with that but uh, but uh, it was, you know, that, that car got me into a lot of places. Uh, it was a particular favorite of Bill Warner's, so Bill uh, was very kind to, to me with and invited the car to the Amelia Island Concourse three times. So, so the car was on the show field uh, in 2011, 2016, and 2018. And, uh, um, you know, it's... It, gotten a lot of magazines uh, after i finished the restoration um it was a it was a beautiful uh, had french headlights uh, you know custom tail lights custom roof fence it was, a, it was a real special car it's all over the web so you can look it up and look for the dean jeffries custom carrera you can see pictures of it any uh, any other sort of special car or mm. motorcycle somewhere i actually owned twice the, the Osa Wildfire motorcycle that won the first motorcycle road race at Road Atlanta in 1973. Uh, it beat all the Yamahas. And um, it was a fun little Osa How big? 250cc road racer. Uh, it was a street bike. Uh, Osa is mostly known for its dirt bikes, and I have, I've had a bunch of those. But uh, this, this bike, uh, you know, a guy named Oscar Coetz out of Florida brought it up to Road Atlanta and figured that it needed to be geared taller because the Yamahas were fast. And so he put this little bitty rear sprocket on it. 
and the thing would run I know it would run 112 miles an hour because that's what the Chambers County Sheriff caught me doing on it one time. <laughs> but uh, it was a that was it was a it weighed about 180 pounds and and uh, you know it was a lot of a lot of a lot of fun. But uh, so but what happened to that vehicle? I unfortunately I crashed one of my other motorcycles and my wife made me sell off most of my motorcycle collection and I sold it to a friend of mine and I tracked him down last year trying to buy it back from him and he'd sold it to another mutual friend of ours who passed away Charles Goman had it oh, for a yeah, while Charles, Charles Goman, and, yeah. uh, and his widow didn't remember who she sold it to I'd, I really would like to find the bike back and, and restore it and then and then donate it to the Barber Museum is what I had in mind for it. Oh. Well, but, tell everybody um, sort of so what it is again, and you know you a, might get in how to get a hold of uh, us here. It's a little maybe. 69 Osa Wildfire uh, street bike with clip-ons, and uh, uh, last time I saw it, it was painted yellow, uh, but uh, it was a, it had a, a racing saddle on it, uh, just just a neat little motorcycle. What happened to the Jeffries Porsche? I... It was just so valuable a car uh, that, uh, you know, I just couldn't drive it. You wouldn't want to take it out on the street. And so I took it to uh, Pebble Beach and auctioned it off in 2018. So it's, it's, it went home to California. It's living in downtown L.A. where it was built. So it really needed to go back to California. It's in a museum somewhere? Is no, the, no, the owner, is, he drives it. And uh, he's, uh, he's, trying to, he's going to be taking it to some shows out in California and, uh, and getting it out to where the public can see it. Um, That's cool. Yeah. You have quite an extensive background in, in attending <laughs> a lot of events. You men- mentioned Pebble Beach, yeah. which is the, the granddaddy of mm-hmm. all of the Concours events. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's number one, and yeah. Amelia Island's one and a half. <laughs> yeah, I, actually, I, I Pebble was, you know, and we went to the Concorso Italiano. We went to the... The Little Car Show in downtown Monterey, which is a fabulous show for cars under 1,200 cc's. Uh, we also went to um, uh, the um, Concourse de Lemons, which is fun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, but I like uh, Amelia was is is a more friendly and uh, interesting interesting show. Yeah. I, I really like Amelia the best of all the car shows Bill, I've been to. Bill Warner, with his connections, could always bring in. Some just odd and yeah. and unusual cars and uh, and yeah. uh, and and people that you never would get a chance to meet. Yeah, Bill. Bill kind of has a great sense of humor, and uh, there was one one year, uh, ten years ago. Or so he he had he just bought a yellow Ferrari. So he had a. He had a, a, a yellow car, you know, a, a yellow yellow Italian car uh, class. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, the other the other thing that mm-hmm. that Jack is is big into, and he's got some great stories because I've heard several of them. I'm sure not all of them is his photography hobby. I well, think I don't know which is more important, cars or photography. Uh, cars, probably, but my fa- my grandfather, the photography was another of his hobbies, and so with my dad. So I grew up with with cameras around the house, and uh, 
Uh, I've spent way more money on on photo gear than I should have by any any right minded person would do. But it's it's yeah, it's I a, know it's, I know I did the same. My brownie was twelve ninety five with a roll of film. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My Canon's a five thousand dollar camera body. <laughs> so thirty five or digital now? Digital. I, I went digital uh, about six or seven or no about ten years ago. You know. So you're one of the first. Anyway, tell us some of the stories about going around at all the racetracks in Europe and some well, of the you've got wonderful stories yeah. and the people you've met yeah. well well we we went to the uh, I went to the Nürburgring and uh, I was in, in wandering around Europe 78 and I went I had I always wanted to see the ring and I just went to the went to the track and it turns out there was a thousand kilometer race that weekend so and of course all the hotel rooms were full so I I ran into another American, similarly equipped, backpack camera bag over over the shoulder, and we decided to share a room. And he was from a radio station in upstate New York, and he had written ahead to the track saying, "We, you know, get all the track." He was doing a tour of Europe around the racetracks, and so he'd written for ahead for a press pass, and. So we went the next morning to pick up his press pass. He says, oh, my associate joined me at the last minute, and could we get a press pass for him, too? So we were both issued press passes, which back in the 70s allowed you to do silly stuff like run across the active racetrack when there was a gap in traffic. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So, so and we were standing at the with our knees against the uh, the outer guardrail of the carousel uh taking pictures of cars as they came up the hill and and dipped into the that uh, concrete bowl that's the carousel turn at, at uh on the Nürburgring. And right, right downhill of the cars when they came over the the uh, the Flansgarten, which is the jump, uh, so it was it was a lot of thing and a lot of fun. But the uh, the the public relations manager for the track thought, oh, I must I must take care of these American journalists. Uh, so he was he was trying to show us a good time, and he said, we have an American driver here at the track, a uh, young young guy, first time in Europe. So he took us over and introduced us to Bobby Rahal, who was there running a Formula 3 race. I didn't know he did sports cars. I, yeah. I never did. Yeah. I, all I remember yeah. him is Indy cars. Well, Formula 3 is an open-wheel race car. Yeah. And uh, Bobby actually uh, finished third in the race. It was his first time at the ring. He beat this guy named Alain Prost. You might have yeah, heard of yeah. him. <laughs> Somebody that, yeah, yeah, he was a, he was, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. sort of a rookie guy, you know, yeah. not known by anybody. Yeah, and there were a bunch of other form, Formula One drivers in that field as well. But so I got to meet Bobby uh, sitting there with while they were working on his race car uh, as the sun went down. Uh, we also got introduced to Ronnie Peterson, uh, and almost got a ride around the track in the back seat of Ronnie's BMW. And this was about two weeks before he was killed at Monza. But so, and what I was, was he driving anyway when he got killed. Uh, Formula One. Uh, was it a Formula yeah, One car? Then, yeah, I think it was a. Uh, it was, he was Mario Andretti's teammate at the time. So, uh, but. Uh, uh, but yeah, was, uh, you know, so I, I got to meet some interesting people, and then and then being an IMSA, we got you know we got to hang around a, a bunch of the racers as well. That was a 
you know. So you have quite an extensive background in in racing too. Yeah, well, just well, I mean, but yeah. but you know, being part of it. Yeah, being you, part of it. Things you, that most guys that watch the sun sit in yeah. uh, Sunday afternoon. And say, God, I'd like to see and do yeah. and see. So yeah. you've done it. You've yeah. done it. It was stuff. it was fun to being involved. Even with our with our RS car, we were we were a middle of the pack car. You know, we 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 had a couple friends we were racing against. And if we beat them in their Datsun five ten, uh, we felt like we we'd won our little particular race within the race. But uh, uh, the you know the the fast guys like Nick Craw and Jim Downing and Roger Mandeville and Walt Bourne, they were going to be up at the front of the pack. Uh, and then one one year at Sebring. Uh, we had our car entered, but we'd broken it and couldn't get it fixed in time for the race. But we went to the race anyway, and Walt Bourne was down there. And um, he he was only had his girlfriend and his uh, mechanic, so he needed some extra pit crew. So we volunteered to help him and his pit crew. And Walt won that race. It was uh, it was it was the first um, first and only time I've yeah. been to Rick Victory Lane, but but it was with Walt Boren's crew. Uh, did he, did he spray you with champagne? No, he oh. was he was a. <laughs> but, but it was it was fun, you know. He and Don Devendorf had a real hot battle in the closing laps of the race. Do, do you ever keep up with any of these guys? Well, Walt's passed away, unfortunately. Yeah. But yeah, I see Jim Downing every once in yeah, a while. Yeah, I see him in around here. Yeah. Yeah, he's the guy with the Mazda yeah. and the Hans restraint, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Jim, Jim, invented, Jim, and uh, uh, a colleague of his invented the Hans restraint, which, which saved keeps a, your neck from getting yeah. broken in a wreck. Yeah, it saved a lot of lives. Yes, uh, it has. And uh, but just just being involved in the car hobby, you get to meet a lot of very interesting people. Yeah, uh, it, it is. It's loaded with with anyway. Uh, anyway, I guess we're getting ready to wrap things up. Uh, so as you can see, Jack is quite an extensive background. I think he's going to be a big asset to, uh, uh, and especially if you have questions or when we talk about certain areas, like not more involved in racing than I was, and, and photography. Like I said, my brownie camera is the end. And uh, well, I know a lot about old Land Rovers. <laughs> a lot about old Land Rovers. All right, I guess David's getting ready to wrap us up and. We're going to have to get out of here and get ready for the classic Auto Mall show. And uh, Stuart Haddon is uh, getting his hands ready to go, and uh, we'll be watching him and looking forward to a great show from Pennsylvania. So stay tuned. We'll be back with the classic Auto Mall show. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.